Hello Orioles, happy Monday, and welcome back to the Saint History. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh. There are no announcements for this week, so with that, let's get to the history. On this day in 1916, the Easter Rising in Ireland happened. This was a rebellion started by Irish Republicans who wanted an independent and free Ireland. So, let's cover this key moment in Irish history. For context, Ireland was not an independent country during this time. The Acts of Union 1800 unified Great Britain and Ireland into one country. What that also meant is that the Irish Parliament got absolved and they were given representation in British Parliament. Obviously, the Irish were not happy with this. Ireland has historically not viewed Great Britain favorably, and these views were affirmed with events such as the Great Irish Famine. Thus, many Irish nationalists sought to remove British influence from their country. Men such as Charles Stuart Parnell fought for a principle called Home Rule, which is exactly how it sounds. Ireland tried twice to pass Home Rule bills to little success. The biggest blow to democratically gained independence happened with the Government of Ireland Act 1914. This act finally gave Ireland the home rule it desired. However, there was a caveat. The Suspensory Act deferred home rule as long as World War I continued. It's pretty easy to see why many Irish people would be mad. It's a slap in the face to them when you give them home rule but then suspend it until you saw fit. With this, many Irish people felt that there was no feasible way to peacefully or democratically gain independence. Certain Irish politicians and activists would start planning for a revolt in response to this. This would lead to the creation of the IRB, or the Irish Republican Brotherhood. These men met in 1914, a month after World War I started, and began planning their uprising. They wanted to capitalize on World War I, as Britain would not be able to devote as many resources to stopping the insurrection. The Irish could also angle their position and try to secure support from Germany. This planning went on for two years until Easter of 1916. During this time, the preparations were complete, and now all the final pieces were being put into place. Support from Germany had finally been secured, and they sent the SS Libau, disguised as a Norwegian steamboat. This ship contained 20,000 Mauser rifles, a million rounds of ammunition, and explosives. The German Navy also sent a submarine to support the SS Libau. However, this plan for German reinforcements went south. The ships arrived much earlier than the Irish had expected, so the British Navy moved on to ships. In response, the captain had to scuttle the SS Libau. When the Republicans learned of the loss of their armaments, they canceled their plans for the uprising to occur on Easter Sunday. They met to discuss what to do, as the British were starting to become aware of what was going on. The men on the military council of the IRB decided that they would go through with their uprising on Easter Monday instead. On this day, 1,200 members of Irish about 1,200 members of the Irish Volunteers and Irish Citizen Army converged on Dublin. They began to capture key points in the city. Copies of the proclamation of the Irish Republic were passed around the city, and even military commander Patrick Pierce read it outside the general post office. When the British learned of this uprising, they immediately launched a counteroffensive. They declared martial law the following day and sent their troops to go deal with it. The fighting was fierce but determined. The British outgunned and outmanned the rebels. The Irish tried their best to hold key areas in Dublin but slowly lost them. On Saturday, April 29th, Patrick Pierce was forced to unconditionally surrender to the British. Some fighting continued until Sunday when the final rebel groups learned of the surrender. The British were brutal in their arrests and executions in relation to the uprising. Those who were court-martialed were given no defense and all the proceedings were done in secret. 99 people were sentenced to death. These executions were based on loose and flimsy evidence, with one example being when Willie Pierce was executed despite describing himself as just an assistant to his brother Patrick. Despite all this, the British executed anyone they considered to be leadership in the uprising. The Irish public responded negatively to these executions and support for the rebels would only grow. This would spark a period known as the Irish Revolutionary Period, which was marked by a shift towards support for a full Irish independence. Well, that wraps it up for today, Royals. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I know I did. Either way, thank you for listening, Royals, and happy Monday.